These are the bunt hits for Friday, March 31st. There were only five games played on day two of the MLB season, and let's begin with some general MLB news. One of the biggest talking points this past offseason in spring training was the implementation of new rules, such as the banning of the shift, the larger bases, and of course, the pitch clock. So how did these rules affect games on opening day? Jesse Rogers of ESPN notes that there were a total of 21 stolen bases on 23 attempts, the most on any opening day since 1907. There were also a total of 14 clock violations, and game times had an average time of 2 hours and 45 minutes, down from 3 hours and 3 minutes last year. It will be interesting to see how these trends continue throughout the season, but opening day seemingly proved that these new adjustments to the game can increase action while also speeding up games. The Astros took down the White Sox 6-3 in Game 2 of their series. Christian, Javier, and Lance Lynn dueled on the mound, and they both looked strong until the sixth inning, where both were tagged with two runs. Eloy Jimenez and Yoan Moncada were the offensive catalysts for the White Sox, with Jimenez going 2-for-4 with two doubles, and Moncada going 3-for-4 behind him in the order. However, Kyle Tucker had a big two-run blast, and then Jordan Alvarez crushed a clutch bases-clearing double that closed the game out for the Strohs. Alvarez the 2022 World Series MVP and third-place finisher in the regular season AL MVP, is cementing himself as both one of the most clutch and most feared hitters in the league. On a day where Mets fans would have hoped to see newly acquired reigning AL Cy Young winner Justin Verlander make his debut, unfortunately, they will have to wait, as news broke on opening day that Verlander would need to be placed on the IL with a low-grade Terrace Major strain. David Peterson got the nod instead for the Mets against the Marlins and pitched a very solid five innings of one-run ball. However, his outing was eclipsed by Marlins lefty Jesus Luzardo, who is locked in against the strong Mets lineup, pitching to a tune of five and two-thirds, allowing two hits, no runs, with five Ks. The player of the game for the Marlins, though, was Jorge Soler, who went two for four with a home run, as well as two excellent defensive web gems. After a disappointing opening campaign for the Cuban in Miami, Soler looks to power the Marlins lineup that is projected to be the weaker side of the game for them. This was also the first win for newly appointed Marlins skipper, Skip Schumacher. The Rockies pitchers continued to silence the Padres' bats, this time with Kyle Freeland taking the ball. Freeland threw six shutout innings, only allowing four total base runners in his outing, as the Rocks won 4-1. The heart of the Rockies' order once again showed up, with CJ Crone getting on base three times and Charlie Blackman knocking in two and scoring two on the day. With all the stellar bats in the Padres' lineup, it was Ha Seung Kim who was the only player to reach base safely more than once, going three for three on the day with two doubles and the only Padres' run. Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, and Jake Cronenworth each are without a hit in their first two games with news breaking this morning that Cronenworth had just signed a seven-year extension with the Padres for a total of $80 million. According to Jeff Passan of ESPN, this is the largest extension for a player of his age, 29, with less than four years of service time in the league. Pitching was on display in LA as the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers 2-1. For the D-backs, Merrill Kelly bounced back from his rough outing in the finale of the World Baseball Classic and pitched three and two-thirds innings of solid, yet inefficient ball. 
Dre Jameson then came in and pitched four great innings of relief, allowing the only run for the Dodgers, a solo shot by superstar Mookie Betts. For the Dodgers, it was a dazzling display from Dustin May, who dealt seven shutout innings while only allowing three hits, and received applause from Dodgers great Sandy Koufax as he exited the field at the end of his night. May pitched with loads of swagger and confidence on the mound, after only pitching 11 games since 2021, as injuries have marred his previous two campaigns. He looks to be an important piece in the Dodgers' rotation moving forward, both this year and for years to come, if he can stay healthy. However, despite this performance, the night turned sour for the Dodgers when Kyle Lewis came in clutch with a big pinch-hit two-run blast that proved to be the difference. Lewis, the former 2020 Rookie of the Year, looks to press the reset button in Arizona after back-to-back unimpressive seasons in Seattle. Speaking of Seattle, the final game of the night was between the Mariners and the Cleveland Guardians. It was a slugfest early, as neither Robbie Ray nor Hunter Gaddis could do anything to stop the lively bats. However, after the game was level at five through four innings, the Cleveland Penn threw five shutout innings, striking out nine, leaving no way for Seattle to get back into the game. Cleveland's small ball offensive identity was on display as bunts, sack flies, and excellent base running propelled them to victory. No other player than Stephen Kwan embodies that mentality more, and the Gold Glover went 2-for-4 with a walk and 5 RBI in the night. That's it. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more.